Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. Holy crap. There's a bull moose headed right towards me. Oh, he just stopped, now he's eating. Coming down. Okay. I was just paused and I was about to record. And I stopped and looked around and I thought, what's that brown thing up there? And it was a bull moose standing uphill just 15 feet off the trail right above me and I didn't dare to move. I had the recorder in my hand and I turned it on. And he walked slowly down through the brush, got to the bottom, and stared at me. And we stared at each other. And then he turned and walked the other way down the trail. He was close to six foot high at the shoulder. I did not scare him one bit. He got my heart beating. glad it wasn't a bear or a cow with her calf that would have also scared me more than the bull it's summer vacation and the kids are done with school and we woke up late and we made pancakes this morning and we sat around my kids are doing their best to make the most of their summer which is mostly sitting on their butt and staring at screens. I don't want to be at home. And I said, hey, kids, let's go on a hike. And they grunted at me. I told them I was going to come on a hike, whether they wanted to or not. And they nodded their heads and said that was fine for me. So they're at home and I am up here. I drove about half an hour from my house up American Fort Canyon. And I came up and got past the... Uh, Tibble Fork Reservoir and I drove to a spot that said trail and I parked the car there was one other car there and I started walking and I've been walking now for a couple of hours uphill the whole time because I live in Utah and if you're not walking uphill then you're not in my part of Utah well I suppose I will be hiking downhill in a bit 
But in that time, I have not seen a single human being. I've been entirely alone, just me and the moose and some lizards and a bunch of butterflies and flies and, and that's it. Probably more that I haven't seen, but no people, no humans. And from where I'm standing, I can't even see evidence of humans. I can see trees and brush. I can see a stream flowing. I can see snow on the mountains. Oh, and high above me, I can see a single contrail. So I suppose there is some evidence of man, but it's made me think about people. I do like to hike alone. I like to be alone. I also like being with people. It's one of my favorite things about going to church. I like saying hello to people and shaking their hand and asking how they're doing and listen to what's going on in their life. And frankly, I have met many people who remind me of this poem. This is a poem by Edgar Lee Masters, who wrote more poems about people that are just great poems than anybody I know of. His Spoon River Anthology is a collection of poems all about people, all of whom are dead. And every one of them is just so good. Here's one called Lucinda Matlock. I went to dances at Chandlerville and played Snap Out at Winchester. One time we changed partners, driving home in the moonlight of middle June. And then I found Davis. We were married and lived together for 70 years, enjoying, working, raising 12 children, eight of whom we lost ere I reached the age of 60. I spun, wove, kept the house, nursed the sick, made the garden, and for holiday rambled over the fields where sang the larks, and by Spoon River gathered many a shell, and many a flower and a medicinal weed, shouting to the wooded hills, singing to the green valleys. At ninety-six I had lived enough, that is all, and passed a sweet repose. What is this I hear of sorrow and weariness, anger, discontent, and drooping hopes? Degenerate sons and daughters, life is too strong for you. It takes life to love life. Hot dang, don't you love Lucinda Matlock? Isn't she the kind of person who you want to know? Isn't she the kind of person you want to be? I love the way Masters creates this image that moves through her life as the young woman, as the middle-aged woman, and finally as the old woman. Well, I suppose finally she is the dead woman. She's speaking from the grave, speaking to what she calls her degenerate sons and daughters to those who choose misery, sadness, and discontent, those who choose to be grumpy, rather than choose to enjoy the marvelous life that we have. I find myself, sometimes I'm a degenerate son of Lucinda Matlock. I get upset, I get grumpy. I read about politics, oh, it puts me in a bad mood. It tells me I should stop reading the news. And she is surely right. Kate, of course, is one of many women I know 
but we could change the name of this poem instead of Lucinda Matlock to be Kate Windsor or plenty of others instead. I went to the dances at Chandlerville and played snap out at Winchester. One time we changed partners, driving home in the moonlight of middle June, and then I found Davis. We were married and lived together for 70 years, enjoying, working, raising the 12 children, eight of whom we lost ere I reached the age of 60. I spun, wove, kept the house, nursed the sick, I made the garden, and for holiday, rambled over the fields where sang the larks, and by Spoon River, gathering many a shell, and many a flower and medicinal weed, shouting at the wooded hills, singing to the green valleys. At ninety-six, I had lived enough, that is all, and passed a sweet repose. What is this I hear of sorrow and weariness, anger, discontent, and drooping hopes? Degenerate sons and daughters, life is too strong for you. It takes life to love life. Thank you.